going on, everybody? This is the ChondroCast, the podcast for green tree pythons and the people that keep them. I'm your host, Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. Enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? This is episode five of the ChondroCast. I'm Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics, and tonight I am joined by my roommate, Screaming Dogs, because he just pulled up in the driveway, and Mr. Steve Spear of Southern Arboreals. What's happening? What's going on, man? You doing all right? I'm doing good. It's raining. I'm cool. hoping the power doesn't go out. Yeah. It's like we got some serious like thunder and stuff rolling in. So. Yeah, yeah. You know that... Um... Alabama just got some like tornadoes, I guess, mm-hmm. earlier this evening. And uh, I mean, it's missing the northern part of Georgia, but it's going through like central Georgia. Yeah. Uh, pretty much it's like your path um, since you said you're like 30 minutes from Savannah. Yeah, we're like north though. We, we get so, tornado warnings all the time, but we never actually get any tornadoes. So every time, yeah, every time they here. put, yeah, every time they put tornado warnings up, everyone down here is like, whatever. We never get hit by tornadoes. Mm-hmm. Except during like hurricanes, maybe like some form, I guess, and because we've seen some trees that got taken out, yeah. and like only the top halves were gone, like a tornado, and they were in a yeah a line. So I don't know, but either way, we laugh at yeah. tornadoes. They're a joke. Yeah, <clears throat> the thunderstorms are pretty gnarly, though. I mean, I think the South gets worse thunderstorms than because yeah. I'm originally from the West Coast. Oh, are you really? And what we got in Cal, I'm from Southern California, so. You know, it was like rarely what the two times a year, two weeks out of the year that you get really bad storms, mm-hmm. maybe some thunderstorms during the summer, rarely, but, you know. I heard that when it rains a lot, they get a lot of, like, car accidents because there's, like, oil on the street or, like, the pavement, and so when it <laughs> rains, it causes, like, I guess yeah. people to lose control. I don't I don't know. I've never even been to California, Honest, so. Honestly, yeah, I have no clue. I just know that what they say about... <clears throat> people in california don't know how to drive in the rain that's true <laughs> um i'm probably one of those individuals so i know how to drive in the rain out here now yeah that's for sure yep you get a, you so. get accustomed to it pretty quick but snow is a different story mm-hmm. this whole yeah that snow and ice uh you know thing didn't work out too well um actually uh just a quick story um so when we had the last ice storm like last uh january mm-hmm. i think it was not the yep, december yep. one but we had a january one yeah we uh we we lost power for uh 24 hours um and i didn't have a jetter a generator and it like dropped down to like 55 degrees in my reptile run oh shit i was like i thought everybody was fucking goners for sure sorry mm-hmm. for the bad words but it's all good we're all adults know, like, here yeah i thought uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> watch a quentin you know, tarantino I movie I was, like paranoid yeah, yeah, everybody, watch a Quentin Tarantino movie. If you're not used to this by now. Right. Um, yeah, it was like, I thought I lost, uh, I I mean, I thought I was going to lose my chondros for sure. Um, it dropping down to 55. All I could do was try to seal the room off and trap whatever heat I could in there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't have the shipping boxes or heat packs like as a backup to possibly get warm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just thankful that the power company got the power back on in a right in the nick of time before like possibly my animals died and mm-hmm. i would have been out like 
a lot of animals, not just money, but it's like these are like, you know, my chondros that I've had for like a few years. Yeah. So it's like, it, it really sucked. And then after that, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go buy a, a, a generator. So I, <laughs> I went to Home Depot and I, I forked out 400 bucks. So I was like, there is no way I'm getting caught with my pants down again when it freaking snows mm-hmm. and ices here. That's when I was, you know? when I was breeding Cresteds and Hurricane Matthew hit. Well, no, it was Hurricane Irma. So Hurricane Matthew hit the year before and I wasn't prepared so then when like hurricane season rolled around the next year, I was like, all right, I'm going to be ready. So I got a big storage bin and I got a bunch of shoe boxes. Cause I was like, I'm going to load everybody up. If we evacuate, I'm going to take them with me and ended up staying for both Matthew and Irma. But when you have like a rather large collection, it's extremely difficult to find car space on top of all the other stuff that you're loading up, <clears throat> you know, to Pack everybody up, get everybody yeah. ready to go, you know, make sure you have all your valuables that are covered. Um, and so now, like, I just, I don't know, like, it's, it's tough. And I don't really worry about, um, like, flooding necessarily, but we do have a bunch of really gigantic pine trees right next to the house. And if one of those suckers went down in the right way, man, it would probably go the length of the house. Yeah. And some. So my biggest thing during hurricane season every time is, like, a tree falling through the house. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's... So, I don't know. Hurricanes suck. They're a fact of life. You know, we expect them every year, but yeah, they do. They're never any fun. I mean, we got hit. We got hit with uh, I don't know whichever hurricane it was that came up through Georgia, mm-hmm. and it knocked down a bunch of trees over on the east side of Atlanta, like in Decatur. Yeah. Um, and people were out of power for a few days, but our area it was just windy. We didn't get affected. So you know, everybody was upset about that when I would go into work. Cause I work on the opposite side of the city. Mm-hmm. So I got like a hour commute, like an hour and some odd minute commute to, uh, work every day. Yep. And that's it about, uh, the weather. I think we cleared out, cleared the weather. I think that's how we start conversations. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, how's the weather over there? Yeah. Pretty like much. You guys were saying. Yep. Just the other is night. Is it cold up there? Yeah. Everyone's out in California. They're like, is, yeah. is it snowing up in the Northwest? Is it snowing in the Northeast? Is it raining yeah. in Florida? And it does, you know, and it does snow here, and it does uh, rain a lot. Yeah, because you're outside of Atlanta, right? Yeah, I'm outside of Atlanta, like uh, northwest Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, how far in, are you uh, from Dallas, Georgia? How far are you from like the actual like downtown like city of? Uh. uh Probably because I kind of live out in the countryside a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably takes me like about an hour, maybe oh, maybe okay. forty five okay. minutes. Gotcha. To get to the actual city. Yeah. So, so far enough to way to, to where mean, you don't have to deal with the bullshit, but close enough to where if you actually oh, yeah, wanted to go, sure. you know, it's not that far of a drive. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's quiet out at my house, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I bought my house like a few years ago. Like when I first moved out, I moved out to Atlanta or the Atlanta area four years ago. Um, I was in the military. I got out and then I was like, well, we're going to go to Georgia. So I lived, me and my wife lived in my dad's basement with all my reptiles for like the first year. Um, and then uh, we bought a house. Uh, and then I finally have my own reptile room mm-hmm. downstairs. So it's all good. Nice. So what do you what are you currently keeping? Like what does your consi- uh, collection consist of? I know you breed Cresteds. 
but you also yeah, got some um, other, so other I, odds and ends? Yeah, I'll start with um, the Cresteds. Um, I was Brady and them back in the day. I started out with them in like 2012 mm-hmm. when I was in the Navy. And uh, me and my best friend were roommates uh, at the time. He owns uh, Austral Gecko. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, so originally it was uh, me and Thomas Schramm um, doing Austral Gecko. Uh, but when once we got out of the military, he um, had moved back to Washington State, and him and his brother uh, turned it into something really great. So they produced some, like, really, really cool stuff. Um, so, yeah, I got crested. So I got uh, five green trees. I've got a uh, milk snake, a Honduran milk snake. I got, like, six ball pythons. Um, I actually have a clutch of ball python eggs incubating right now. They're supposed to hatch, like, any day. Sweet. Um, so it's cool. You know, I got I got some stuff going on, some, like, uh, I kind of need, like, multiple projects. Right. Um, to kind of keep me busy. Because, you know, like, breeding chondros, it's, um, unless you have a big collection, I, I, I don't know, maybe I'm saying it wrong, but... I would say, like, if I had a bigger collection, I think it would, and there was more maintenance to do, it would keep me more, yeah, like, uh, keep me busy. Yeah, they're not, a, they're like not exactly a, a labor-intensive species. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like with the with the crested, it keeps me busy. Yeah, I can definitely so attest to that because that, that, that's why. Yeah, I bred crested for a few years up until like November. Um, and I, when I got rid of those, man, I, I got like, I don't know how many hours of my week back. It's so nice having no. Yeah, legs. I remember you were uh, talking about that on the Herpeticultural, um, the Herpeticulture podcast mm-hmm. for your uh, other show. <clears throat> and um, yeah, man, you definitely get a lot of hours back. I had actually sold off my whole collection uh, when I first got my house. I was like, man, I was like. A, I did the same thing. I was like, I'm getting out of crested. I'm going to focus on green tree pythons. Yep. So I had uh, an Aru. I had two Biocs. And actually, I had two Arus and two Biocs. And um, the first time I tried breeding, uh, my oldest Bioc female was when I first moved here when I was living with my dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, she ended up like laying a clutch of like, something like 17 eggs or something like that but they were all slugs and it was like our first time producing so it was kind of like you know i bred her to an aru male that i had purchased um i totally forget what the lineage is on it um but i was pretty bummed but i was excited because i was like sweet i kind of get to see like the process of you know the snakes locking up and then you know seeing ovulations and you know, when it gets towards the end and she starts laying the eggs and you see them coiled up, you're like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And then uh, once once I had looked and, you know, I was like, none of them are pearly white. They all look like slugs. I was like, I don't care. I'm going to put them in an incubator. So I put them into an incubator thinking that something <laughs> was going to happen. And uh, I was like, they just started smelling. So I was like, you know. Well, shit nothing's going to happen. So I ended up yeah. throwing them away. Like, 
I, I, for whatever um, reason, it saved, was a cool experience. Yeah, I saved the one slug I got. It's in the freezer. I was like, I'm just going to keep it as a keepsake. Like, my first slug, I'll name it Dudley. It's in the freezer. Yeah. <clears throat> I had um, actually tried to breed my Beox female last year. I did mm-hmm. it again. I waited like a couple of years again until um, I got settled in the house and like the snakes got uh, used to the setup downstairs. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was like, so she laid um, something like six eggs. Uh, one of them actually had veins. And uh, like I threw it in the incubator. Like I built this incubator out of an igloo cooler, like the albino chondro design. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was like, I put it in there and it had veins and I was like, cool, this egg might make it. And it totally like ended up like going bad. Like the first day I swear, or the second day it started to smell like it smelled bad. Like all I, cause I have that, uh, plexiglass, um, like shield over the mm-hmm. top of the igloo cooler so I can open the lid yep. so I can yep. see them like a viewing portal. And, uh, yeah, the egg just was bad. <laughs> so Jeez. I tossed it. Um, you know, I, I just like toss my shit in the backyard because mm-hmm. we got like possums and armadillos and raccoons right. and shit out here. Something will eat it. So they'll just, yeah, you know, return it to nature, you know, instead yeah. of throwing it in the trash can and smelling it up. Yeah, definitely. But I, I do the same thing with frozen pod. Like if my frozen pods, like the snakes don't eat them. Yeah. Um, like for the ball pythons, if they don't eat them, I just freaking toss them in the backyard. And, you know, sometimes there's birds of prey that mm-hmm. come down and grab them. But I do the same thing. It. I toss mine in like the front yard and like the garden bed. And I'm like, whatever, once these can eat them. I don't like letting stuff mm-hmm. go to waste, you know. If something can get a benefit out of it, then that's preferable. <clears throat> yeah. But after those, you did have a recent lock from your two Arus, right? <clears throat> Yeah, so I hid um, that Aru that I was talking about that I paired with the uh, Biak female. Mm-hmm. Um, I paired that one with my high blue female uh, that I have. I paired her up uh, last year with that same Aru male. Mm-hmm. Actually, I paired her up with the Biak male that I have. Um, he's still like going through his color change. He still has a lot of yellow in him. Um. That and was like um, nothing ever came out of it. Like nothing happened. Like she looked like she swelled up. Like something was going to happen, and then she kind of just like went back to normal. But they were locking up. Um, but I mean, I only kept them together for maybe like two or three months, mm-hmm. and then I separated them. Me that like didn't lay something or something happened. So, but I, anyways, um, that male is like all of the Aru males all over like any female that I put in there or yeah. put him in with. And, uh, it was like, he was locking up with that female, the high blue Aru female. And, uh, I was like, well, fuck, I'm just going to roll with it and, uh, keep them together. Mm-hmm. So, um, hopefully we'll have some success in, uh, the upcoming months, you mm-hmm. know, cause we having the weather. So it kind of like, um, with the reptile room, I have like a space heater. I keep it like 75. Uh-huh. Um, I have two space heaters, so it actually like brings up the ambient temperature pretty high. Um, but I think with just the natural weather outside and it raining so much, 
and the cooling and then the yeah. odd weather we've been having. Yeah, that probably really gets like, it going. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to give it a shot. I'm going to pair these two up. We'll see what happens. Um, I was I was thinking if any time is perfect, it's probably right now. So I just threw them together, and they started locking up, and they're all over each other. So, I mean, they'll take their breaks. Like, they were taking a break today. Mm-hmm. Um, the female had shed last night. So she had a full shed. Oh, I'm sure uh, that really got him going too. Good. Yeah, I'll bet you he was he oh, was yeah. all about it. Yeah. This... So I just left the shed in there. I haven't even like fucked with them. I just mm-hmm. leave them alone. And when you so... when you paired in the past though, like were you keeping them together for you know a, a couple weeks at a time and then separating, or were you just keeping them together like full time? Um. Yeah. So I was taking them apart, um, like during their regular feeding times. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I never re- would, uh, I'd leave the female in her enclosure and I always like introduce the male to the female. Yeah. So like the male's all right. I think like taken in and out of the enclosure. Um, so I would separate them and feed them like my voice cracked. That's how I sound like a little boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, I would separate them for the regular feeding schedule. Um, I was feeding them more like, um, like once every three weeks or so. Mm-hmm. So like once a month, pretty yeah. much. That's, um, that's but what I, I keep mine at for the like most a, part is once a month. I don't, you know, I, I really don't see a need for their, for adults to be fed any more than that. Yeah. I, just... I uh, what was it? Uh, you, one of your Chondro cash shows I was listening to on my way to work. Um, they were talking about like their feeding cycle and how they're um like as often as the female would take it like small meals like uh yeah that was probably david like that yeah doing the the food cycling yeah he was the guy that had like the bioactive setups or something like that oh that's no that's brian fisher okay never mind i mix everything up so just don't (laughs) don't listen to me (laughs) i dude believe me it gets hard to keep up with with like I have people, when I'm trying to remember, like, stuff that was said in previous episodes of, like, THP, they're like, yeah, you remember when, you know, so-and-so talked about this? And I'm like, uh, like, I've had a lot of conversations since then, not not really, and I feel kind of bad because I feel like I should remember a lot of this, but it's also a lot of, yeah. a lot of information to retain. <clears throat> yeah, true. But... So, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, there's people that do it uh, differently, mm-hmm. but I, I'm definitely not an expert. Um, I'm just a dude that's in the hobby. Uh, like I said, I'm just a guy that likes to read Condro posts and stuff like that on Facebook. I don't really like get involved in debates or conversations or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's like I always feel like maybe I'm keeping my Condros wrong. Um, or I try to do the best because before I had my chondros and exoteros, um, but I was doing like modified tops, like plexiglass tops with like uh, uh, air holes drilled in the top, mm-hmm. um, and then just mounting a heat panel to the plexiglass because yeah. I was like, you know, it was like one of the other, um, you know, shows that you were doing. They were talking about humidity, and I was like, just because it's wet doesn't mean that it's. Um, that doesn't mean that it's humid. Right. So it was like that, that was the initial thought that I had. And it was like, yeah, I'm going to keep my contros in these modified exoterras and it's going to be awesome humidity. And 
that's all they need. I can soak them and they'll be good for however long, you know, until I got to mm-hmm. remust them and, you know, um, but eventually like as time went on, I was like, you know, a lot of people say like, you know, don't keep the chondros and, you know, glass enclosures or whatever. Maybe if you're like, you live in Indonesia or something like that, you yeah. keep them outside. You can keep them in glass tanks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Cause I've seen some of the guys, some of, I get like random weird, uh, Facebook friend requests from like people from Indonesia. Oh sometimes. yeah, me too. <laughs> and they're like uh, green tree python people. And it's like, yeah, they're just like in a shed in my little yard or something like that. And it's like, you know, I mean, they're at, they're in their natural environment, so I mean, they can just keep them outside. Yeah, kind of like how people in South Florida keep uh, like tegus outside right, or right. panther chameleons or something like that. You know? Yeah, I'm not completely like against where the like good. I. I'm not. I don't think people can't use exoterras. Like I don't have an issue with them. I've used them for juveniles before. You know, briefly. Yeah. And I didn't have any issues. Like you can use them. I just think it's it's more of a yeah. pain in the ass than other options, but yeah. <clears throat> some of them you do know, better like, in, um, in, in stuff that's harder to see through, you know, stuff that's a little more opaque yeah. and they just, they, there's some, some individuals within the species just don't handle, you know, how that high visibility will. Yeah. Now I've seen um, most of them to PVC. I got three, Oh, you're breaking up a little bit. You sound like a robot. Can you hear me? Yeah, sorry. Can you hear me? There we go. We got it. Sorry. So you switched switched from the PVC. Kind of shitty. And I spilt my beer because I was rolling towards the window. And I set my beer (laughs) on the floor and forgot about it. But that's okay. I got a steam cleaner. (laughs) But, uh. Yeah, so I had switched everything over to uh, PVC enclosures. Mm-hmm. Um, Rocky Gravely, Gravely or Gravely, whatever, sorry if I pronounce his name wrong. Um, he had uh, posted some of his old PVC cages on, uh, I think, like his personal Facebook or on one of the Georgia Reptile Group. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to get rid of some enclosures he had. So I was like, well, hell yeah, I'm going to drive up there. And I got three three of those PVC enclosures fully hooked up, three of them for three seventy five. What? You and I was dog. like, "You're never gonna find a fucking deal like no, that." No, man. <laughs> so I was like, "I'll be up there tomorrow." <laughs> I was able to pick up two of them because he could only fit two of them in his truck. Oh, okay. Um, but I had to go back for a second time to go pick it up. But mm-hmm. um, like it, it, it was worth the drive for the price. I think so I, I like, sent him a friend request, kind of... but he never responded to it. So I just, uh, I just yeah, faded into obscurity. Cool um, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe he's a. I know he's a Chondro guy. Uh, I don't. I don't ever see him posting his, on anything. So I don't think he's he's much of a he Facebook user. I think he's. I think he's the older generation. He is. Um, yeah. He was friends with Rico. Yeah. So one of the OGs. Um, I think he's just. He's one of those, you know, he's got a family, so he's keeping them for the enjoyment and keeping them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, nowadays it's like, um, it seems like everyone 
maybe needs to like prove that you know like prove themselves and make a name definitely um not 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 to try to um shit on anybody or be negative like i'm not trying to say that it's just um you know uh i like to say a lot when i'm trying to talk yeah there's Uh, no such thing as a stream of consciousness yeah (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of cool people out there um like I said, I, I wasn't really um, meeting anybody like in the Condro community until I met Ian. And then he, he somewhat kind of brought me out of my shell a little bit. Because mm-hmm. he, so, yeah, he came up and, like and visited came, your stuff. Yeah, you know, he came up and he visited my collection and I was like, uh, you know, like me and you were talking about it was like, you know, we're just like hobbyists. Right. You know, it seems like Ian's one of the big dogs. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh my god Ian wants to come to my house yeah. and see my stuff I was like I only have like five condros <laughs> and he was like yeah he came through and he came over to my house and like he probably came over for like two or three hours um, and then I'm sure he told you the story about uh, that high blue Aru female that bit him on the face yeah he did uh, while he was taking the after of her I think um, that section so, of that, for whatever reason, when we were recording that episode, um, he, my computer like froze for a second, and so I went and double checked when we were finished to make sure that part was still there. But when I uploaded it, it was gone, and it only caught like the last bit of that where he was talking about how Aru's aren't as chill as everyone says they are because yours bit him in the face. Yeah pretty much uh yeah they say like uh you know the the biocs are the meanest and Mm -hmm. the arus are the chill ones but i think she's the exception um she's just kind of a bitch so (laughs) but you know i i don't mess with her i i I leave all my chondros alone yeah um i rarely take them out i look at them i feed them um and then i decided to put them together this year um, I felt like the timing was right. Um, not saying that, you know, chondros go off the same schedule as like other snakes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had bred, uh, my ball pythons last summer in June and I had like multiple locks. I was rotating a pied male through the, through this rack of uh, these four females that I have. And I was like, man, I didn't get any eggs like, uh, you know, for the rest of the year so i was like okay nothing and then in january of this year um the night before i was planning these reptiles and go film his collection and go film the portland reptile expo um i got a female coiled around a clutch of six eggs three of them went bad three of them are good those are the three that are going to hatch but it was like um i was like holy fuck like this thing you know i was like how the hell did this thing lay eggs? <laughs> so it was like, that's new for me, like breeding snakes or like breeding in general, like crusteds are probably the easiest thing to breed. They are. Um, that's the, that's the only thing like I'm good at breeding is like crusted eggs. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I still like challenge myself and, um, I want to try to breed chondros. Like I think just for the experience, mm-hmm. I think it would be a lot of fun. Like, I, I want to go through seeing, like, the clutch incubate 
and I want to see him like pip and I want to see all that stuff. Like, I think that would be so freaking cool. Yeah. It's, it's funny that you mentioned like the people though, that kind of, how did you word it? Like breed for the sort of the notoriety of things like me and Jacob were actually having a conversation about that today. Like, I think you and and there's no like individual in 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 mind in particular or anything like that, but I think you have guys that breed chondros because they love the species and they just enjoy having them. They just want to make more of them. You know, they they want to keep making them. They want to have more of them around. <clears throat> and then you have guys that do enjoy the species, but they enjoy sort of the not necessarily the accolades, but sort of the what's the word for it maybe prestige of saying that they were able to breed green trees. Yeah. And it's, I, I don't it, know. It seems like there's, there's sort of a, a not necessarily a division, but there's two sort of camps, I think. Yeah. You know, I kind of felt like that. Um, when I first tried to breed green trees, I was like, well, I have mature males and females. I'm going to pair them up. And was like, thinking um and if i can successfully breed some chondros then i'll be able to post pictures and get accepted into the chondro world Mm -hmm. i was just like it's not about that i was like i get to own these freaking awesome animals and just i enjoy looking at other people's pictures like it took me a little bit but then i just stopped caring about the whole um putting the animal under shirt i would needed to put the animal before like my and it was like um i'm glad i did that or saw you know Mm -hmm. um so because i mean like i've had uh i owned for a long time i mean i had my first chondro when i was 15 so because like southern california um like uh my mom and my stepdad they were pretty um like reptiles and stuff like that because where we were living at the time we lived in uh, Temecula, California and my parents had just bought in like a new house and it was like out in the middle of a bunch of farmland yep. like uh, pretty much like at the bottom it was like the foothills to like um, the San Jacinto Mountain mm-hmm. um, area and it was just like you know that that's what I grew up was like catching reptiles um, mainly was western diamondback like I was obsessed with freaking Western Diamondbacks, and it, I remember the first one that I pinned down was because of Steve Irwin. <laughs> um, I saw him picking up venomous snakes, and I'm like, I'm gonna do that too. You know, back then, before it's like uh, being 10 years old, yeah, and finding uh, my first Western Diamondback in my neighbor's backyard. Um, I took a paint roller and put uh, pinned its head down and picked it up. And it was probably like two foot long, and this thing was like fucking mad as shit. It was Dude, like, I'm you, kid. Aatrox are but, I mean, some yeah. really feisty snakes, man. Like, Aatrox they are, are not mellow, these... mellow rattlesnakes, like, at all. Mine is a freaking. If I walk into my room, like, in the middle of the night, if I roll over or if I get up to, like, go take a piss or something, mine instantly starts going off. Like, she will literally come out of her hide. And curl up and just sit there and just start buzzing. And I'm like, dude, it's like 4 a.m. Can you not? Like, just chill out. 
She's yeah. <laughs> she's just man, she's a spaz and when I have to clean the cage and stuff like that, she rides the hook fairly yeah. well, but there are some days where like if I open the I slide the open the Neodisha, um yeah. I let her kind of spaz out for a minute cuz she'll just start going doing circles in the cage and I'm, I'll just let her do her thing for a few seconds, let her calm down some and then I'll pull her out, but I was not ready for that the first time I when I was when I first got her. I I didn't really get a feel for her yet, man. And she just freaking was off like a fucking rocket when I opened that door one day, and I was like, yeah. "Holy shit! Like this is okay." I learned <laughs> real quick just to let her do her thing, give her about thirty yeah. seconds, and then she kind of comes back to earth, and then then I'll do what I need to do. But Aatrox are just spazzy What's, snakes. <clears throat> your guys is um. Because you're like in a hot state where you can um, you can own like venomous reptiles and stuff without permits. Yep. Right in South Carolina. Yep. Um, I've been wanting to go to one of the uh, reptile shows out there just to look at the um, venomous reptiles. Yeah, Columbia is the show to like, go to. Just to look at that section. Columbia is the Columbia is the best one. Just, is it just like native stuff or no? Like no, you like, can. Um, I mean, you. So? Tables full of gaboons, um, just about any cobra species you can imagine. Tons of bush vipers. Wow. Uh, a lot of monocles, which cobras. Um, usually a good bit of puff adders. A lot of copperheads. A lot of atrox. A yeah. lot of other like speckled rattlesnakes and tiger rattlesnakes. Mm-hmm. Just a, a little bit of everything, really. Have you thought about, um, like, dabbling in that world a little bit more, like getting that more exotic stuff, like gaboons and all that? Uh, I want to. Um, me and my girlfriend are wanting to get a house soon. Um, okay. So if I do get into any of that stuff, and she has a five-year-old, so when we yeah. get a house... I mean, you'd probably... Me and Jake are already talking about getting a separate getting a, a decent sized shed or one of those old shipping containers and yeah. converting that, you know, sealing it, uh, insulating drywall, electricity, all that stuff. If we yeah, do that, that would be sweet. yeah, if we do that, then I would like to dabble into some of the small arboreal stuff like eyelash vipers. Um, mm-hmm. some of the, like the, uh, I literally don't even know the common name for them, but the, the Mitchell eye, the, the Pyrus, uh, rattlesnakes. I think they're just speckleds, but those like the clobber eye. Um, I don't know. You know, I didn't have much of an appreciation for for buzztails until I started keeping them, and I just have the one. Yeah. But man, they're fun. They're just cool snakes. They got a lot of personality. Uh, but I would like yeah. some of the smaller boreal stuff. Jake, uh, we really want to get some pygmy rattlers eventually, because we have a a special spot in our hearts for those. Um. I don't know. I don't. I kind of pick and choose my battles. Like I know my limits when it comes to that stuff. Like I, I have zero desire to keep any lapids whatsoever. Um, don't really plan to keep any gaboons or anything like that. Just you know, eyelash vipers. Definitely no bothrops or anything like that because those things are, yeah, freaking insane. <clears throat> and that's when we were at Bar- um, when we were at the Bartolini's. I was surprised they had so many. And I was talking to Pia. I said, "Are they all pretty much psychotic?" Yeah. And she's like, "Yep." Seems like there's not really a mellow one in the lot, so. Yeah, yeah. That that was um, uh, probably one of the coolest experiences I had 
uh, at Southeast Carpet Fest was just seeing all the venomous animals. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I couldn't believe it, like, being that close. I thought probably the craziest one was that Black Mamba. Dude, he's got some um, monsters. I, I, thought, I thought that was cool. It just looked so, yeah, it was huge. It, it, it looked like the devil. Was that the like one in the back thing, room or like, the, the one in, like, the main room? Yeah, the the one in the back room. Yeah, that had dude, the, that thing it is had huge. Like the ants inside of the enclosure. Yeah, with like the thorns, the acacia looking thorns yeah. in it. That thing was a monster. Like that, that was cool. That thing would kill you so quick. Yeah, I was like, you said that thing. We don't want that getting out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm actually um, talking about those eyelash vipers. Um, when I saw the golden eyelash pit viper there, I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. And then they had a different phase eyelash viper. I want to say it was a Christmas. Phase, yeah, yeah, the Christmas. I think. And then there was the uh, green, the other arboreal one, mm-hmm. um, the green one. I'm not sure what the name of that one. That's was. the. I, I don't. That's like the twin spotted palm pit viper. I think. Uh, it's the Bothriopsis. Like Bothriopsis taniata. I think. Or alternatus? No. Yeah, that one. That one was awesome looking. Yeah, he's got a, so a couple uh, of those cool oddball stuff, but yeah, he's doing it I'm right. A, man. I'm actually going. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, he's. I said he's doing it right. You know, that's that's. Mm-hmm. You ever want to know how to keep venomous correctly? That's that's the way to do it. Yeah, I mean. uh I think uh, we all definitely appreciate the work that um, they put into those enclosures. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was the blue ones, those Malaysian temple vipers, I think. The uh, turquoise blue ones that were in the same rack as those yeah, condors. Yeah, that's those, the main uh, room. yeah, those are the, the Sri Lankan palm pit, pit vipers, uh, Trigonocephalus. Yeah, God, those things are freaking those beautiful. Those things are nuts. Yeah. I was like... If I if I was gonna keep something that was hot, it would be something like that, for sure. Those that's, that's the one that I like. That was my favorite. Yeah, and on paper, those things aren't terribly toxic, like in terms of uh, like lethality. Um, I mean, obviously, anything that that's venomous and bites you has a potential to kill you. But I think there's definitely a scale of things that are more likely to do it than others. <clears throat> um, yeah, and those are those are fairly low I think on the list like they're not they're not anything super crazy yeah but those are gorgeous they had some babies last year Pia pulled out one of the babies for me I was trying to get pictures of it but the lighting wasn't great and I couldn't get anything decent so yeah those didn't was come there, out I didn't get a I didn't get a chance to stay like too much longer mm-hmm. um because it was getting cold and it was uh, my wife was with me, and we had a long drive back the next morning um, from Carpet Fest, um, like a five-and-a-half-hour drive. So it was like as soon as they were like, all right, come on and see the venomous snakes. I was like, all right, let's do it. So, I mean, I kind of just like went through and skimmed everything and looked. Mm-hmm. But I, if I could have stayed till like 4 o'clock in the morning, I would. Or if I could have camped there, I would have camped there. We were um, the only ones there that camped there, man. The it was like us and then Dallas and Amanda Rue were the only ones that camped out. I was really surprised because I would have figured more people would have taken them up on that. But Yeah. It was cool. It was nice. You know, it was like they had a porter potty stuff. You had to take a dump. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> you know. We were ready. <laughs> there was a porter potty. You could have used it. You wouldn't have to go, like, take a dump on their property mm-hmm. somewhere. You know. 
What and time? they had a fire pit. What time and did y'all really end up leaving? Warm, you could have just, you know, um, it was dark. It had to have been like, when did the auction end? Like, oh god, I don't even six know. or seven, yeah. something like that. That maybe, thing went for a while. Maybe eight. Eight, something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, so maybe like nine o'clock we left. Oh, okay. Um, I was really only in there for like maybe thirty minutes, like trying to film and check everything out. Mm-hmm. So it was like I said, it was um, it was just like time to go. So I mean, I had a great time either way, and I yeah. met some people. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get to talk to you while I was there. Um, just like I said, because I was nervous, and I really didn't know anybody at Carpet Fest. I hit saw people there that I had saw on Facebook mm-hmm. um, or that I'm friends with. Um, but we just like, I think everybody was kind of like that. They yeah, were choosing what definitely. groups they were comfortable in. Yeah. And then it was like, all right, let's stick to our group. Everyone found their little, you their know? little click and they stuck with it. Yeah. You know, I think uh, Ian talked to me a few times and that was about it. I was like, Oh, I'm comfortable with you, Ian. Cause I know you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I was like, everybody knows uh, Ian, so it was well, like it was he was cool probably getting swamped all night by people. Yeah, I know? got to hang out. You know, we got to hang out with Casey Cannon, who we had on THP twice, and oh yeah, uh, uh, I got to talk to Casey. Casey's a cool guy. Casey's he lives awesome. up in lives near me. Yeah, he's in Buford, um, I, I live, think. Yeah, Buford or kind yeah. of wherever he says he lives. Um, man, I, I really enjoyed that, um, episode you guys did about him, uh, going to Australia. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. And him talking about, um, seeing that diamond Python on that log while he was hiking the trail. Yeah. I was talking to him before I mean, we, I, we got on quote unquote on air. Uh, and he wants to get out there again, man. I'd love to go out, visit out there too. It'd be so cool to, to hit up mm-hmm. Australia or I just need to travel more period, honestly. Yeah, true. I mean, I, I'm traveling for, like, the first time. Like, I was in the military for five years. Mm-hmm. Like, I was in the Navy, but I was never, like, stationed on a ship. I was, like, shore duty. Right. <laughs> so I worked at a hospital. And, um, like, I didn't get a chance to go on deployment. Like, a lot of my friends that have gotten to see, like, Southeast Southeast Asia, mm-hmm. Europe, and South Africa, and stuff like that, and Australia, and whatever, you know, wherever they go. Um I didn't get a chance to do that, but I'm in a place now where I can afford to take like a, a vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm actually going to Costa Rica in two months. Oh, you bastard. Um, yeah. <laughs> I want to go there so bad, I man. To tell you that. <laughs> oh, that's like the, like the top of the, my list, dude. Yeah, dude, this, this place like Costa Rica was at the top of my list as well. And, um, like, actually having the chance to make it happen Mm -hmm. like if i didn't have my wife to be the organizer like i don't know i would probably just like fly into san jose and be like all right where's the fucking jungle yeah (laughs) where's your nearest patch of woods get i would jungle guys yep just give me a flashlight and set me free yeah and it's like uh you know but like doing uh i had planned it a year ago to uh, last, it was last May actually. My wife was like, "Oh man, we should take a vacation. Like, you know, we need to go on a vacation, get back out of Georgia." I was like, "Man, I was like, I've always wanted to go to Costa Rica," 
she was like, Costa Rica? Looking at uh, all this stuff on Costa Rica. And she's like, yeah, I want to go too. And I was like, well, hell yeah. So I started doing research. Um, so we're basically, uh, a lot of people fly into San Jose. Yeah. Um, we're actually flying into La Brea, the one of the northern cities in Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to be driving like three and a half hours or whatever it is to La Fortuna. And we're going to stay in the Arenal area, like around the volcano. Oh, cool. Um, we're going to do all the the stuff there, but, um, I mean, I think his name, it's, a uh, the, from the Arenal Ozu, if you bear with me for a second, I think his name's Hector, I want to say, um, oh, fuck, sorry for the bad words, everybody. Earmuffs. Anyways, I have, yeah, earmuffs, guys, earmuffs. <laughs> Let me check my, um, anyway, so I'm setting up a night tour with, um, the guy that runs the, um, Arnold Ecological Zoo. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, uh, does night tours. Um, his son, I think his son, his wife and his daughter run the Arnold Eco Zoo. And, uh, you know, the, uh, big buff guy from DM Exotics. Yep. Yep. Dan. He, he did, uh, he did like a four-part series like on his YouTube channel of uh, Costa Rica. In one of the episodes, he was in Arnal, and he, he, the guy that he did the night tours with mm-hmm. um, that was showing off that fertile lance that they found at that local hotel with the big-ass fangs and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, That that's the guy that we're going to uh, do a night tour with. I'll have to find I looked that. that guy up. Cause that's always been my thing is yeah, like, I want to travel there, but I don't know as far as like setting up is like, do you go through individuals? Do you go through like companies as far as like the eco tour stuff? So I'd, yeah, that's kind of been, you know, that's the thing that they have like, um, eco tour businesses there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think they actually take you to the stuff that you want to see. Like you really want to get it in the jungle. Right, like right. you want to see the stuff that you're thinking of. Mm-hmm. like the herpetologists do, like the biologists that are out surveying and they're out in the middle of like the jungles, like where it's remote and they're finding exotic stuff. Like that's the experience that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at first it was like, we had chose that area and I was like, man, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to like get the full rainforest experience or whatever. Um, but uh, there's a group called uh, Herping the Globe it's uh, one of the Facebook groups. Yeah, yeah, I was in that one for a while. Um, I think I might I still did, be. I, I might have just muted uh, it. Yeah, I um, posted on there, like, asking if anybody lived in, like, the R&L area. Mm-hmm. There's, like, a ton of Americans that have, like, bought land down in yeah, like, there's a ton of expats the R&L down there. area. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, retirees yeah. and stuff that bought land down there and lived yeah. down there. That's why it's kind yeah, of at the top like, of my the, list. Yeah. There was like six guys that were like, yeah, I go with this guy. And one of the guys had mentioned the guy that was in those DM exotic episodes at the R&L Eco Zoo. And it's like, um, even the like resort that we're staying at, mm-hmm. um, we're staying at like the Los Lagos Resort. It's like at the base of the volcano. Um, they have like, supposedly they have like a caiman farm there or a crocodile farm. Oh, cool. Um, they have like a frog farm. Mm-hmm. Have like their little nature trails that they build um, along the hot springs and stuff there um, that you can walk around and stuff. I'm planning on doing that, but I'm like, I really want to go like off the beaten path, definitely, and find like real stuff. 
So my goal is to find an eyelash pit viper. The the golden eyelash pit viper is what I want to find. Well, so that's it, like my number one and my buddy, actually uh, my uh, best friend from uh, Austral Gecko, uh, Thomas. Mm-hmm. He's going to be uh, going with us, uh, me and my wife. And um, he's like, dude, I'm going to find a fertile lance. And I was like, I hope you do, man. So we both got a couple target species that we want to find while we're there. Well, um, it sounds like from the people I've talked to, it sounds like those are not too difficult to come across, <laughs> especially yeah, fertile lands. It's like watching, uh, I try to watch like any YouTube video I can find on the Costa Rica, like the areas that I'm staying in. Mm-hmm. And it's like even the local people, like the lo- local tourists from America that go to these areas, like I still watch their stuff because they post like reptile stuff in it too. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, there's really not a lot of herping videos on Costa Rica on YouTube. Um, so while I'm down there, I'm going to film, um, like a bunch of stuff. Like while I'm down there on my vacation, um, we're going to be there for like two weeks. So I got, or like 10, 10 days we'll actually be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to get like a lot of opportunity to like, cause I like cinematography type stuff. Yeah. So that's like why I like doing the YouTube part of it. And I like reptiles. So it goes like hand in hand. Um, like I've never gone to school or nothing for it. It was just like, Hey, I want to do a YouTube channel. So I started doing it and, um, like, I just can't wait to get there and like be submersed in like the jungle. Like it's going to be freaking sweet. Uh-huh. And like seeing like how good I can film stuff. Like if I can really capture what I'm feeling or what I can see down there. Um, so I like try to upgrade some of my camera equipment, um, for the trip. And what so. do you use currently for your YouTube stuff? You know, I'm using uh, just a DSLR. Um, actually, I think I'm using the same one as you. It's a Nikon D5300. Yeah, okay. I use a 51, I think. I'm pretty okay. sure it's a 51. Yeah, yeah. I, but they're, they're not they're, that far apart. Yeah, they're I almost mean. identical. Yeah. So I have the D5300 because um, I was thinking, like, before when I wanted to do a YouTube channel, I was like, oh, well, what can I use? And I was like, people are like, oh, use their phones. And I was like... Nah, like a phone, do- a phone doesn't capture what I want to do. Yeah. So it was like, then I started looking and I was like, oh, well, the real high end, like cameras are super expensive, like video cameras. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, I have a DSLR and it takes a video and that's what all the cool people are using. So I was like, all right, let me test it out. But everybody's got like those cannons. So they do like really good autofocus and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, it can just, like, focus wherever the heck you point it. Yeah. And it's with the Nikons. It's, like, you have to do it on manual focus. Oh, dude, it, it drives me. Yeah, it, like, it drives me absolutely batshit. Auto focus is garbage on Nikon. And then, like, like the lens is so loud you can hear video. it. Yeah, like, even with the shotgun mic. Exactly. Like, you can hear the lens doing its thing, and it's like, oh, my God. So, like, that's why yeah, when we do totally videos like for our channel, like, I'm the one doing the filming pretty much every time because Jake, doesn't know how to do any of that stuff and i just it's yeah and it's like you you know you've been messing with the manual focus for so long on, on whatever yeah, lens you're yeah. using like you're comfortable that's the way you learn to use that camera was by doing manual like you're like i don't even fucking use autofocus i use manual mm-hmm. like and i think that makes it cooler and more challenging and like you putting in the time for your videos like they just turn out like way better than you thought like even sometimes when I think I have like really crappy quality or I'm like, there's no way I can salvage this footage. Yeah. Like for whatever reason, I find a way to salvage it. And to me, it's not the best. It's not freaking, 
National Geographic quality stuff, but like it's better than assault. It's better than cell phone gets video. Better and better. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I will say though, like with the iPhone 10s and stuff like that, and them shooting 4K, like and like if you want to get really good slow mo shots of like your reptiles or whatever, or you walking on a jungle path with a gimbal or something like mm-hmm. that that your phone's on. Um, like if you're shooting and they do, it goes like 4K and you can still shoot like 60 frames per second or 240 frames per second, something like that in slow mo on the iPhone 10. And I, I've been testing that out and seeing how that works. And um, actually, the video that I filmed today, I used my uh, iPhone 10. Yeah, and I was like, the quality's on point. Dude, but man, I'm like, not a fan of iPhone, <laughs> but their iPhones are are pretty much top dog when it comes to camera phones. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm a hardcore yeah, Samsung so, I mean, user, were... but iPhone's got them beat. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I mean, I was a Samsung guy, but I mean, um, like if you need something to like pull out and you need to film something like reptile related mm-hmm. or whatever, like um, I think that I like upgrade. But every time they do an update on the phones, I feel like that they purposely install something to make the camera like crappier. <laughs> so it forces you to have to buy a new a new phone that's the best. They've been sued for doing um, something like similar seven. with other parts of the phone already. Like they thro- right? they throttle something whenever a new phone comes out. They got caught throttling something on the older model that required people to basically get irritated or irritated people enough to make them go buy the new phone and they got caught doing it. Yeah, it's like it's I don't so understand. Weird. I've always been a, a believer in that conspiracy of iPhones updates make your quality uh shittier so mm-hmm. but you know so getting back on the subject about reptiles instead of freaking cell phones <laughs> um <laughs> uh okay. yeah so we're headed to costa rica in two months um i was glad to go to uh southeast carpet fest and see um cody and um pia right mm-hmm. barcelona mm-hmm. i'm sorry sorry guys if i got your name wrong <laughs> But uh, like just going there to see that collection and see those arboreal snakes right there, that's like, hey, that's what I'm going to see in Costa Rica. Um, I really wish that the uh, golden eyelash uh, was like kind of perched up on its log yeah, or whatever. Yeah, was kind of tucked like, in, in the that back. side room. Yeah, it kind of was like hiding along the water bowl and then next to that log. And I was like, man, why couldn't you just perch? That would have been so cool. <laughs> I got some but, decent um, pictures while I was there too. I'd spent a lot of time putting my camera in front of stuff's faces man i i could only imagine like if i was there for if i was there for like four or five hours i would have been going over stuff like 10 times mm-hmm. like refilming it taking pictures that's pretty much like, what i did is i just did a circle just continuously you know after the crowd had thinned yeah. out and people weren't hanging out in there as much especially like the montane room i was able to get some really good pictures there mm-hmm that, it was unfortunate because awesome. when I, I went in there, it was like kind of crowded. Yeah, but, there was a ton of people in there. Um, so I didn't get to shoot everything, but I shot like the things that I thought were really mm-hmm. cool. I only shot so. video with our GoPro, and with some of those tubs and stuff being kind of darker, the footage wasn't fantastic. But yeah, I did manage. You to, know, and the thing with I managed to shoot the the but, Nido virus table 
uh, like panel thing. And I honestly didn't think that was going to turn out at all either because I was so far away from them. I was like, there's no way this, this shotgun mic's going to pick them up clearly. Uh, and I was yeah, in a rush actually, to get set up. Yeah, uh, like, I got out the car and they were like, get your camera. They're about to start the panel. And I was like, oh shit. So like, we didn't even get to unpack anything. Yeah, I literally grabbed my camera <laughs> and my, my tripod. And I was like trying to yeah. set it up all fast and catch it all. And yeah, it ended yeah. up coming out great. Like I was actually really surprised that it, it managed it did, to, it to get what it got. Cause I had the wind like blowing yeah, at you, me and like, I was like, this is just, this is a disaster. But you know yeah. what? Even with the wind blowing, like, um, there really wasn't any mic interference. While no, you were there wasn't. The that was table, so I surprising. Thought. Like I was expecting you to not be able to hear anything except the wind, like obliterating that mic. Yeah. And it was fine. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a great experience. And uh, I'm sorry that me and you didn't get to talk while we were there. I bet we would have. I would have smoked a cigar with you for sure. I brought like I 20 with one. me, man. Burke's the only <laughs> one that smoked one that. with me. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, because it was my birthday carpet fest. Oh, was um, it? So it was. It was cool. Yeah, it was my birthday. Man, I brought and, a whole uh, case of them. I, I brought like, them because I knew someone was gonna want one. Yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah, it's my birthday. Let me have one. But I mean, I really didn't drink that much. I maybe had I like five either. beers, but yeah. it was over like a long period of time. So I, I had like two, like even getting buzzed. Yeah, I I barely yeah. drank either. Jake had him a good old time, but I barely drank. You can tell when Jake's having a good good time because the the more Drake uh, Jake drinks, the the higher the decibels go up in his voice when he talks. So. <laughs> Uh, I've been listening to uh, how he uh, was calling himself IJ Jake. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was, for whatever reason, I was thinking of uh, he should call himself Jake the Snake, like the uh, wrestler. Yeah, but it's just from that's, the 80s or whatever. Everybody like who's who has the name Jake uses Jake the Snake. So IJ Jake seemed perfect because that's, yeah. that's pretty much all he has. Yeah, but that'd Those... be cool, man. I'd love to come out and see your guys' stuff. Definitely, man. You got an open invitation. Anytime you're down this way. Yeah, man. I mean, I got nothing else going on. I usually have every weekend off. So, um, I mean, I just work Monday through Friday. So Nice. Jake gets three-day weekends every week. It's crap. Oh, my God, dude. That's the schedule I wish I had. I'm busy working like 60 hours a week, getting a day off like once every like seven days, and he's just kicking back Monday through Thursday. You bastard. What does he work, like uh, 12-hour days or something? Yeah, yeah. So I guess it just goes with the line of work you're in. Yeah. Some schedules are better than others. My, I mean, my job is but like my job is not difficult, so I can't really complain. Like, I do work a lot of hours, yeah. but it's not like I'm out, you know, lifting anything heavy. I'm yeah, well... Entertaining I mean, uh, old guys at a cigar you know, shop for 20, 10 hours a day. Yeah, I mean, that's a sweet <clears> job. That's I would say that's a sweet job. It's pretty rare. I mean, you just get to, yeah, just freaking chill and smoke cigars all day. Yeah, and the owner loves it because he gets, he gets half my paycheck back because I end up buying a bunch of cigars. Mm-hmm. I smoke too much. I need you know, to slow it down. Like, yeah, it's like I would smoke a lot of cigarettes when I was in the military. And, uh, I mean, I, I don't really smoke at all now, but um, I remember – I used to work at a pet store when I was in high school. It was called K-Dan Pets and Supplies. Mm -hmm. And it was actually the first rep or the first, it wasn't even really a reptile store. It was a pet store that carried like 
stuff, cat stuff, fish stuff, all stuff. Yep. And it was like, I was there, one of their first people that they hired. So I was like, yeah, I know stuff about reptiles. And here I'm like 16 years old and they're like, all right, you're going to take care of our water dragons and our bearded dragons and some of our milk snakes and our iguanas. And I'm like, all right, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I would do the same thing. As soon as they would get something in, I saw a, um, I'm not sure what Morphosan boa it is. It's a, um, the one that looks purple and black. Is it a anery? Anthic. It's a, anery. Yeah, it's an anery. anery. Yep. That was the first time I saw an anery sand boa, and uh, my boss was like, "I only made like sixty bucks a week because I only work like two days a week yeah. <laughs> while I was there, and it was like Saturday and Sunday, so I'd be like, all right, just take it out of my check. Like anytime <laughs> I needed uh, supplies or, or I wanted to buy reptiles, so I never really got a check." I was just working there to like pay for my reptile that's, addiction. That's so. literally how I started the scar shop. Like I had a tab and the owner was like, all right, it's time for you to pay me. And I was like, can I just work for you like two days a week? Yeah. And now I'm, now I'm there full time yeah. and yeah, he still gets a lot of my money. So it's like, well, I, I don't know. I was going to say maybe if uh, um, you started vaping or something, maybe I don't know, but it's Never. not the same as smoking the real thing. Never. It's not. Because I mean, like, smoking a cigarette and uh, vaping is, like, way different. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, it was, um, like, one of the, f- going back to, like, reptile jobs, the first, like, uh, this actually kind of goes back to when I had the first chondro that I ever had. Mm-hmm. It was a red, it was a red neonate. And uh, I worked at this reptile store um, in Temecula, California called Scales. And this was probably like 2002 when I was like a sophomore in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, I was like, hey, mom, like, because my mom would always drive me to, uh, you know, Triple uh, L Reptile? Yep. Um, so my mom would always drive me to Oceanside, California to go to Triple L Reptile because Triple L Reptile only had one location at the time in Oceanside, California. So we would drive like an hour all the way to Oceanside so I could like get feeders or get a new reptile or something like that, whatever money I could save up. Mm -hmm. And then they opened up a reptile store in Temecula called Scales. And that was when I went in and I was like, mom, take me to this reptile place. And it was like, he walked in there, this dude had everything exotic. He had monitors, he had every python you could think of. Like, this dude was legit. Like, I, his name was Dan. Um, he eventually ended up closing the business and started selling online. Um, but it was, I, I don't know whatever happened to him. But anyways, when I went in there to get feeders, I asked him, I was like, are you guys hiring? And this was when I was like 15 years old. And he was like, no. And I was like, hey, uh, well, do you accept uh, people to work for free? And he was like, <laughs> what about volunteers? yeah, sure. You want to come in and volunteer? Yeah, dude. And I volunteered every Saturday for like four or five hours. Like that was my life on Saturdays. I was like, fuck yeah, I can't wait. I'm going to scales. And that's what paid for my feeders for all my snakes when I was in high school. Like I would go and volunteer at scales and I would just clean up snake shit redoing closures like that was my life and that was it that was like the best job i ever had even though i was never getting paid i was Mm -hmm. getting paid in feeders yeah but it was like the the experience was like that 
at. And I think that was when um, I the first time I saw a green tree python was at his store, and it was a red neonate. And he had some yellow neonates, too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, my parents were like, what do you want for Christmas? So they have us make like a Christmas list every year. And I was like, I want a green tree python. Just put green tree python on there 10 times. I want a green, I want a green tree (laughs) python. And I went on triple L and I, (laughs) I printed out pictures and pasted them in word on uh, in printed amount, you know, and I was right next (laughs) to the pictures, like telling my parents what I needed for this chondro and like successfully keep it. So, uh, my stepdad actually went there on a weekend. I didn't volunteer at a store and he was like, Hey, like my son wants a green tree python. And my stepdad picked up a green tree python for me, let alone like back then in 2002, like people were keeping chondros. Um, I don't think we had like PVC cages back then. Yeah. I mean, we had the, um, the vision cages and stuff like that or like, um, maybe custom made enclosures. Mm-hmm. but so i get the snake on christmas morning long story short um and i'm like my stepdad's like we open all of our presents and i'm like my parents got me a picture of a freaking green tree python <laughs> to put on my wall and i was like you motherfuckers yes, yeah <laughs> i was like you could get me the real thing it's perfect <laughs> so I was so freaking depressed that Christmas morning. And my stepdad always says, I was like, there's, there's always a big pre- present that they, they wait to bring out right, last. Right. And it was like, my stepdad was like, should we go get the big presents? And I was like, no, they didn't get me a green tree python. <laughs> and my stepdad walks out. He's holding this like big, tall enclosure, like walking out. It's like, it's glass on the front and the back, but it has screen on the sides. Mm-hmm. Like a real uh oh, you there? Do 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 do. Please hold. Right enclosure for it, but I was like, I got a green tree python for Christmas, so I was like, I don't even care. I was like, thank you guys so much. I went in my room, I put in the PVC perches, like I cut them kind of wide so the screen would like hold them up. Mm-hmm. And I took some, uh, you know, those uh, plastic sleeves that you put paper in. Uh, I cut those sleeves and I, I put it on the sides of the screen to try to hold in the humidity. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, back yeah. then it was gotcha. like, yeah, it was like back then if you, you know, you didn't have humidity for your green tree pythons, they were going to die. Blah, 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 blah. We figure out that they're not as hard to take care of as we think. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as if you're paying attention to them and you're accommodating to their needs, like what they need to survive. And, but I, I go above that. I mean, I just make sure that everybody's good. So, I mean, that's the first experience I had, like, with my first green tree python when I was 15. But, uh, you know, uh, I could go on forever about the same dang thing. But eventually um, what happened was, of course, I was keeping the green tree python wrong, and the uh, neonate had died. Um, it got, like, mouth rot really bad. Um, we took it to this, uh, exotic animal vet clinic at like one o'clock in the morning and they gave it an antibiotic shot and they said like, keep it at a high basking area. And it was like, it ended up dying like that day, Damn. like the very next like morning or noon. And I was like, Oh my God, dude, I was so depressed. I was like, I killed this snake. Like, but I mean, that's kind of like, 
I was 15 years old and that's what I decided to tackle was like a green tree python. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so it was like, but I learned from it and the longest chondro that I've had is my bioc female, her name's Sprite. I call it bioc, bioc, whatever. Um, I've had her since 2012 and I traveled across the country with her sitting in the front seat of my truck while I was pulling a trailer, like to start our new lives. And she's still after all that stress and moving, like she's still alive till this day. How big was and she, she when you got larger, her? The uh, the female that I got. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in 2012, that was when I started to when I decided that I was going to get back into reptiles. Because mm-hmm. there was a time like I moved out of my parents' house when I was 18. Um, I was like I had one ball python that I took with me when I moved out, and I gave all my reptile collection to the uh, pet store that I worked at because it was like, um, I was young, I was a rebel, you know, being a shithead and stuff like that. Um, I was like, my parents were like, well, you need to come back and you need to get these reptiles because we're not taking care of them. So I was like, all right, well, the only thing I can think of is give it to the pet store. So I gave them to the pet store that I, that I worked at and uh, I kept the ball Python. His name was Monty. I had him since I was like six years old. Um, and then, you know, once I got my act together, I joined the military, I was doing financially well or doing financially better so I could live off base. Um, I was like, I'm getting back into reptiles, dude. I was like, the government's giving us all this money every month. I was like, there's nowhere to go out here. Like, cause I was stationed out in the middle of nowhere, central California. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I was like, well, now is a perfect time to get back into my hobby. It was like reptiles. So it's like the first one I bought was a green. Yeah, first one I bought was I spent that money on a green tree python, and I bought a bioc from Triple L Reptile, Mm -hmm. and they shipped it to the apartment that I was living at. And she was like three years old at the time. Oh, okay. Uh, But she looked like an Aru. They sold her as an Aru, and she looked like an Aru. But as time went on and she got older, like a lot of her Aru characteristics started to disappear. Mm Mm-hmm. And she turned more of a solid green um, with like white, little random white specklings on her. And she formed this big yellow spot like on her snout. Yeah. And it was like, so when I was posting pictures of her on Facebook, people were like, are you sure that's an Aru? Because it looks like a Biak. And it was like, they said that it might be a Biak Aru cross. Mm-hmm. So I just call her a Biak because yeah, she's um... got that sunspot on her nose. I'm trying but... to hunt down a picture right now. Um, looking because i'm curious i know i've seen her but yeah it's on there you probably gotta really search through my pictures to find it um or i can send you one later so you can check it out dude that freaking blue aru girl you have is ridiculous i have a sick (laughs) god that's a sexy snake um, she's a big girl though Yeah, I could ramble on forever about stuff. People yeah. will probably listen to this and be like, man, that dude just talked about nothing for like an hour. Whatever, they'll be all right. Uh, what, what was his point? What was his point? <laughs> the, uh, my first experience with green trees was pretty similar. It did not end well. Um, I got mine from underground. <clears throat> it was a Bioc, and it lasted about a month don't know what happened to it just found it 
belly up, dead up, and uh, yeah, it's like uh, it sucks. Like finding that. Yeah, it just you know, I was keeping it completely like wrong too. Though, keeper. like looking back, I did the same thing that everyone else has. I didn't you know that's the thing is like everyone kind of talks like they've never made a mistake with green trees unless they're like one of the really like veterans of the corner of the hobby that have been keeping them forever. They're like, dude, I killed so yeah. many of these things. I can't even count them on my toes and my hands. But like some of the yeah. other people try to, you know, act like they've never, never killed any of them before. And it's like, dude, whatever. We've all been down that road. Yeah. We've all lost our fair share of animals, you, you know? <laughs> exactly. You know, and it's kind of like how, um, sorry, I've had like three beers. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, probably almost finished with my third beer. I'm drinking some Sweetwater IPA. It's a local beery, brewery. You can tell I'm already fucking drunk or buzzed. Um, <laughs> they make good stuff. I'm not an uh, IPA guy, but they I do, do like their, their beer. I do like good, their beer. Yeah, they, like, got, they got good beer. Yeah, they have good beer. Um, you were talking about how um, uh, when you were going to do the maternal incubation, and they were like, oh, you bitched out, man. It's like I did. You know... <laughs> Uh, I'm the first one to admit it. Like, I totally bailed on it. Yeah, you know, but the thing is, is like, um, you know, people that are willing to try it or be the pioneers to, um, like, do things differently or to admit that they've done things wrong, and this is how I corrected it. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, everybody's like never made a mistake before. They don't post their personal experiences. Um, that's why I'm glad like you have this pod or podcast or you, whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Um, what would you classify it as a podcast? Yeah. But it's on multiple things. You yep. upload it to podcast. So, um, you know, it's like on here I can tell my story and say like, you know, like, yeah, I killed my first green tree python, but since I had my chondros for like years now, and like I've they've done great because I learned from that one experience yeah and like just just listening to other like people coming out and saying what they did wrong and what they did to correct it like leads other people in the right direction so it's like chondros will never have to be kept wrong again Mm -hmm. like you know and I'm sure it changes people's like methods change and and stuff like that that's the way I look at it too is like I screwed up royally like I acknowledge that. Like my first conjure, I was keeping it like an absolute moron. Um, you know, even recently with the ones that I've lost over the last two years or so, because I've lost a handful, unfortunately. I'm the you know I'll be the first to admit it. But I have newer people who come in and ask me. They have questions about the stuff they have. I'm the first one to tell them, like this is what you're doing wrong. This is what happened to me when I did that. Like learn from my mistake and correct it before you can't anymore. Yeah, exactly. You know, I want someone uh, else to learn from my like, screw up because, like, what's the point of of not sharing it? Like, you're helping somebody out if you know someone's doing something that's going to be detrimental to the animal, and like they're asking you for help. Be like, yeah, this is what I did when that was like yeah. that, and I don't do that anymore because of you know I had this role on me or you know whatever. Yeah, and you know, I think that's what makes like the uh, reptile community or like chondro community a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, is like when we share our experiences and we just like kind of we put those egos aside and just um, 
like help one another out because you can it's easy to post something uh kind of get not not about chondros but like i noticed with like crusted geckos yeah you know yeah or just with chondros in general too people will be like oh i just got this animal and they post it and they're like you got like 50 comments on you're a fucking idiot like you should kill yourself like you know like you get crazy people like that jesus dude like let's uplift this person let's let's tell them the right thing in a nice way it's just it's like if you don't have anything uh, nice to say don't say anything at all you know if you have nothing to contribute yeah like if you're that angry at someone screwing up like just take a break from the internet just step away yeah exactly and that's what um hate the people that are like straight up and they want to help the person instead of bash them mm-hmm. i mean that's kind of one thing that um sort of keeps me from posting stuff it's like i don't want to get ridiculed yeah but it's like but i want to show people my cool chondros yeah so it's like you know but it, it's like um anybody could say anything I posted a picture of a crested, like I did a vivarium and I was like, Oh, Hey, it likes to hang out in this bromeliad. And, uh, like I going back to my dad saying that he notices it's like a lot of 15 year old girls on there that don't really know anything. Um, they're like, Oh, it has FTS. And it's like, dude, this female I've had since I've had this one female since 2012. And it's like, this thing doesn't have FTS. Like what, you talking about yeah it's like people just automatically assume stuff yep um you know and it sucks and i had to like correct that person and see then and half the time the though sudden, like i don't oh, even i was just kidding yeah i don't even bother like addressing that kind of stuff like we rarely get any sort of like nasty comments on the, the podcast page or anything like that but the handful that we do yeah. Like I, they're not even they're not even I'm not gonna waste my time responding to them because I feel like if you argue with people on the yeah. internet, nothing's gonna get accomplished. Neither person is gonna change their point of view on things, and you're just gonna end up pissed off. True. And then that's kind of where it ends. And so it's like, why even bother? Like, what's the yeah. what's the point? True. It's, it's exhausting. Yeah, it's, it's a waste uh, of time. It's just it's a giant waste of time. And if I see stuff in groups that I don't like. I'm not even going to comment. Like, I'm not going to bother. Because once again, like, what's the point? That person isn't going to change what they're doing because I said, hey, I'm really not a fan of that. Even though I'm not that type of guy. Yeah. Like, if you keep your stuff one way and it's working for you and the animal seems to be doing fine, like, whatever. That works for you. Yeah. You know, if you're keeping them in your oven, you know, we're yeah. set on 375. <laughs> then, and, of course, you're going to get a... Right. Gonna then I'm going to be like, that's really that, that's but... really not a wise idea. But even then, I'm probably not going to comment because it's like, whatever. Like, that's not not my circus, not my monkeys. I just I stick to my stuff and I do the podcast. And my motto with green trees is I just want to make cool green snakes. <clears throat> you know what? Yeah. And that's, that's how I kind of am. Uh, yeah. That's how I am with, like... Um like my youtube channel like i just want to make cool reptile videos oh man that's where it's that's worse it. though I, like youtube is an absolute just cesspool like youtube's a thunderdome man yeah <laughs> yeah it's a you know i just don't care i just like post videos that i think are cool like i 
take pride in each video that I do, like on the editing. It takes a lot of time. Like, I'm not a professional at all. People don't I realize like school for any of this shit. YouTube takes up it time. Takes time. YouTube takes a lot of work. It does, man. And that's why, like, we get so it's slack like, on posting stuff, and I get slack on posting stuff. And it's just because, like, I can edit a podcast and I can have this up when we're done in like 20 minutes. A video, you know, really yeah. having to go through it and adjust stuff and clip yeah, stuff and put stuff like, back together. It's it's work. <clears throat> yeah, I was like, just to edit that um, Southeast Carpet Fest video, like even though it's only like less than five minutes, mm-hmm. like I swear that took me like three and a half hours to do that. Yeah, just to try to get it to look cool or like go with the beat, the music or something like that, like. I just watch tutorials and like kind of take a piece of something here and there and like incorporate it into my videos to see how it turns out. Um, I mean, like I had made a couple green tree python videos. Yep. Um, one called green tree pythons and beer. Yep. Green tree pipe, green tree python care and beer. But, uh, cause I look, I'm not a drunk, but I like drinking beer. <laughs> so that's why I did it. And I thought it was like a cool concept or a funny video. I and it's like it. that, that one got, is it like, it's like 3,300 views or something like mm-hmm. that. It's kind of cool. You know, and I've gotten some comments on it. Like at the time I did it though, it was like, I kind of tried to give the best information I could. Mm-hmm. And then I did green tree Python localities. And honestly, like looking back on that video, I think I fucking but- butchered it, but um, like my knowledge is getting better on things. Yeah. Um, and I want to make like a I I want to make a really good green some more green tree python videos, but I've been kind of scared to do it. it. It's weird. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like um now I feel like I'm starting to get a little bit more involved, like in the a little bit like coming on here and talking to you, mm-hmm. and then like um. I want to, if I'm going to make videos, like I got to make sure that the information's on point. I don't want to just be a stupid ass and like post something that doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's, I get that too. But, uh, like, especially with this, like with THP and this, you know, it's like, I don't, I, I, especially when people message me and ask about green tree stuff, I, you know, I make it very clear. Like I'm not an expert. Like this is what I'm telling you is literally just what I do. It's what works for me. You definitely need to go to, I usually send people to like Ian or like Justin Wilbanks or anybody else. I'm like, get a second opinion. But like, if you want to know, like this is just how I do it. Like I never, I never like to say things as though it's like a fact, you know, like especially when it comes to care. Uh, Cause it's the same. Like there's always going to be people though that are aiming you know, aiming for you and they're waiting for you to say something wrong so they can call you out on it. And I get it. The, the, the feeling like you have to kind of tread softly with the information you have. Cause if it's not right, there's going to be that one person who's going to pop out of the closet and grab you, you know? <clears throat> yeah. I think the signal kind of freaking sucks here. So <laughs> I got T-Mobile and AT&T worked a lot better out here, but T-Mobile doesn't. Um, but, um, yeah, it's like, um, now that it's like, as the YouTube channel's taken off, mm-hmm. like the direction, the direction of it has, uh, changed, I think, or it, sl- it slowly changes as you start to get more like followers and stuff like that. Yeah. 
and it's like, man, I really want to do like cool videos on like green tree pythons. Like I really don't do a lot of crested videos. I breed a lot of crested, mm-hmm. but I don't do a lot of crested videos because, um, like it always comes back to like green tree pythons or like any other snake. Like I'm really into the snakes, mm-hmm. but the cre- the crested is a good way to like, say if you need money for like side projects. Yep. Like, there's a community out there that wants badass crested geckos. That's exactly why and I did them. I, yeah. Um, they were, I still they put were in perfect. a good amount of time into yeah. the crested. They were perfect for getting things off yeah. the ground. Yeah, it's like, um, that. that's my plan, like, with the crested. I'm still going to breed them, and I have experience with them. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I paired up those green trees this, like, uh, this year. And we'll see what happens. Hopefully, I'll have some success. And it's like every year, you just got to keep on trying until you know you uh, something happens. Yeah, put them together until you get eggs. Is oh. what I was told. That's, yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> I remember I was I was listening to that. It it only took like Your, uh, nine months, but it happened. Yeah. Because I literally I, what I, was um I literally put the mail in there in June. And didn't get eggs until what, what two was weeks the ago. uh how many uh fertile eggs did you get? Seventeen. <clears throat> Man, that's good. One of them looked questionable, you know, it but like they I... it looks fine now. Like one of them looked like it was kind of, it would kinda of go either way, but it's looking solid yeah. now. So Man, what about uh Justin Wilbanks? Man, that guy freaking cranked out his first clutch. Yeah. I think ever. He's been a huge help um, though. I've been picking his that... brain about stuff. I talk to him on a pretty regular basis, yeah. man. He's he's a he's a great dude, that guy. That guy's on point. I he's need to get. Um, I keep trying stuff. to get him on here. I think he's just he's busy or I don't know. Like when asking people to come on, I don't really I've press been in it too much. With him too. Yeah, if someone doesn't mm-hmm. seem like they're really all into the the being on the podcast thing, I don't really push it too much. But Will Banks, I got to get on here. I'm. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, if not. Um, besides, you know, like, like I said, the only person I know is Ian, but like Justin, um, he follows me on like Instagram and Facebook and mm-hmm. he was like, Oh man, like you produce like cool crusteds or whatever. Um, and he was sending me some pictures of like some leaf tail geckos that his buddy brought over. And he oh was yeah, like, yeah. 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 He showed me those hey, too. Uh, but yeah. And he was like, Hey man, you should come up and kick it. He, wanted to meet up a few years back when I first moved out here because he was selling a PVC cage mm-hmm. when he lived in uh, Cartersville, Georgia, before he moved to Tennessee. And um, we were, he was like, yeah, like we should meet up or something like that and talk chondros and like see through it, you know? Yep. Um, but now, uh, once again, he's like, hey man, like you should come up and kick it and drink some beers and, you know, like talk chondro and like check out my stuff. But Man, I thought that guy, like, um, he's got Nauru pair. I dude, those things are from, insane. Yeah. Dude, the best Nauru's I think I've ever seen. Yep. Like, those things are so clean looking. They got this weird, like, blue tint to mm-hmm. them that comes up from, like, the, the bottom part of it, like, along the dorsal. Yeah. Or just all over it. It's this weird blue tint with the green. It's like, they're like a, I don't know. It looks like if you put a filter, like a camera filter on a snake. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the coloring. Like, it looks like it's freaking amazing. Did you see that pair he so got I hope recently? I get the, was it the Kawafu? Yeah, that, that um, from that, Mark uh, Huffman. Yeah, 
That really high yellow one. Yeah. That oh, thing yeah, is absolutely sure. ridiculous, man. He sent me those. I was like, God. Yeah. Get my hands on some of those one day. Yeah. <laughs> some people have some really crazy stuff, like um, like localities I never I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. I mean, but um, like I said, I'm I'm kind of just dipping my toe in the, or like I'm at the tip of the iceberg. Right. And I think as I get try to get more involved in things, like maybe I'll have more access to like visit other people and mm-hmm. get invited to see collections and stuff. Just because I want to see them, not um, to try to acquire stuff like that, but just because I want to see it. Like, um, like being, like I said, Southeast Carpet Fest and seeing that uh, that venomous collection. That was mm-hmm. the first time I've ever seen anything like that, and my mind was blown. I was like, "Oh my, this is just, so freaking cool!" Yeah, and like their attention to detail, to especially on the vivariums, is just it's like. I'm still blown away that they had fish. Like they had freaking pal- it was like a paludarium. They had fish in the freaking bottom yeah, of the like- tank, and I was like, "What the hell?" Like I've never seen anything. Like it's just unreal how good they make those look. Yeah, it's like better they ki- they kick most zoos' ass when it comes to those setups. Yeah, those were the. Uh, are you talking about the arboreal uh, viper? Yeah, yeah, like their eyelash vipers in? and the montane oh, room. God, yeah, like, those were cool. Like Jacksonville Zoo can't even touch that. Like I've been to Jacksonville Zoo, and their stuff is a piss in the pool compared to what the Bartolini's had going on. Yeah, and those chondros uh, they had you know, were my, unreal my, too, man. Those chondros they had, those God, oh yeah, dude, that really dark one that had like the blue and the yellow is just. Ugh. I got pictures of that one. I haven't posted yeah. it yet. They didn't really come out as good as you I know, hoped they would. That's the first time I've seen something like that, like in person. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, like a designer. Because, like I said, I haven't seen other people's. Like, um, I'm hoping uh, a a long time ago, like um, I don't know, I'd say like maybe a couple years ago. Uh, me and Mark, I was supposed to meet up with Mark Huffman, mm-hmm. um, and then eventually I was going to check out his collection, but. Um, he, he's just, he's a family guy, so he, he's got things going on. I understand. Yeah. Um, I, I just haven't been able to make it that way. He lives in Atlanta too. And, um, that, that guy I know has got to be a wealth of knowledge as well. Yeah. And I would I just mean, love to learn some stuff from him. I've got a handful of guys I really want to get on here, but because I'm like intimidated by him, I'm like afraid to ask. Yeah. You should just freaking ask him, dude. I need like, to. I, I, I just, I've gotten pretty good at it at this point. It's just, I guess with the Condor guys, it's different because yeah. I feel like I'm kind of like, I'm a nobody and I started a podcast and like, will you come on it and like, yeah, just talk I mean, to me? Like, I don't of, know you, but like, I want to know you. It's kind of like the Godfathers already gave you their approval though. Kind of, so yeah. Like, yeah uh, Stiegel like, was cool it, with it. You know? Ian is cool with it. Harlan's cool with it. Everyone seems to they, enjoy it. They said it. No one's it told like me you to. Said they said go for it. Yeah. No one's told me to fuck off yet, which is nice. <clears throat> yeah. It's always refreshing. Podcast that you guys do, it's like it's entertaining, man. I, I listen to it. I mean, I could have said, uh, "Man, this guy makes a stupid podcast. I'm not listening to this stupid <laughs> stuff." But it's totally. <laughs> It's not like that at all. Like, uh, I, I mean, I listen to it on my way to work. 
Like that's how important your guys' podcast is to me. The Condro cast and the Herptocultural podcast. Yeah, we keep it very like, and I always casual. Do the in- I always do the intros before. Yeah. Where it's like, <laughs> hey, this is Justin of the Herptoculture podcast. Or it's like, hey, this is uh, Jake from uh, JB Moralia. And I'm uh, Justin of uh, Palmetto Coast Exotics. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I always do that stuff. I think that's cool, man. Like, uh, you guys are doing a good job. So Thank I you. appreciate it. And I hope you guys keep up the good work. Like I said, there's going to be episodes where there's a lot of alcohol involved. And so there may not be that much information that's worth a shit. But we figure, at the very least, it's a distraction from everyday life. And it's of some entertainment value. Yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> you guys are talking reptiles. Like, that's what matters. So. It's like, it, it it's like feels like a real conversation. Like people are really talking to each other. It's not like yeah, uh, you get just... a PhD dude or on here being serious. You yeah, know? yeah. But, which is cool. That's cool too. Like um, sharing, like because people will want to hear that information too. But it's just like some real people kicking it and and beers talking about reptiles. Like you you really can't beat that. Like that's some real authentic stuff. I think, but, um, you know, it's whatever, you know, you got your listeners, like whoever wants to listen to whatever they want to listen to. Mm-hmm. It's, so, it's yeah. gone over well so far, you know, we, yeah, we've had very little, very little hate mail, as I like to say. So it's been, it's been doing way better than we ever would have imagined it would have. Cause we haven't even been doing it a month yet. It'll, or a year, it'll be a year in like a week, I think like, and it's already just it's gone so much further when than we would have ever expected it to in a year like we we went into it with no preconceived notions of what we wanted it to do or where we wanted it to take us we're like we'll just let it go where it goes and it's been pretty overwhelming honestly like <clears throat> we had people at carpet fest that it knew us in a sense, but we didn't know them because they listened to the show and it was you know Clyde Clyde Klaus uh Claus. He uh, he was at Carpet Fest and he's like, oh yeah, he's like, you do the contracast? I was like, yeah. And I was like, holy shit, like you listen to it too? And he's like, yeah, man, it's good and it's cool, man. Eric Burke likes it. Yeah, it was, it was just surprising because I was like, I just like you never know who listens to it. Like you don't, you know. If, yeah, you're full of and that was surprises. cool. Like uh, I heard Eric was listening to you guys. Like I consider him like one of the big people. Eric's awesome. Um, and it's like he took the time to like listen to you guys and mm-hmm. come on and talk to you guys. I thought that was really cool. He's yeah, man. He's one of my favorite yeah. people in the hobby. He's awesome. It was so cool to get to hang out with him and stuff and smoke a cigar with him. And he's just so chill. Like you can talk yeah. to him about pretty much anything, and he's gonna find some sort of humor in it. Yeah. He just he doesn't take himself yeah, like, too seriously. I, I met him once. That was it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he stayed. He stayed for a good bit. He was there. He was there pretty late. Yeah, no, he. Uh, I definitely left before he did. <laughs> so, but I met him at the uh, at the Swamphead Brewery the night before Carpet Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, o- only for a short period. I was outside talking to Mike, um, and then they walked up, and Mike knew who they were. But I was like, I honestly didn't know who they were. Yeah. And then they like like oh hey Mike was like this is um, Eric and I forget the other guy's name. I'm an asshole, but. He'll probably kick my the ass. The guy with but... the tattoos. Yeah, the tattoos. Oh yeah, yeah. That's um, Josh. Uh, Josh Wenzel. He's like the uh, co-host on that. Uh, 
on Moralia Radio, right? No, no, that's Owen. Um, Josh no, was just traveling Owen, with him. Owen, Josh sorry. keeps a lot of scrubs and stuff. He's got he's got some some okay. interesting interesting stuff. Sorry, Owen, some... I didn't mean to disrespect <laughs> you. Owen didn't uh, Owen didn't make it down <laughs> for that. Owen was yeah. doing whatever Owen does, but it's cool. I enjoyed it. It was a good time. I'm super excited for next year already. Hopefully, it's not yeah, in some too. like ungodly location that's going to take us ten hours to get to. That I really like. Yeah, like uh, North Florida seems like the best place to do it because it's sort of in the middle for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's not like West Palm Beach or somewhere like way down in Florida where everyone has to travel super. Yeah, hard that's to get like to a ten-hour like drive. Yeah, it's really just the perfect location for it. And I told Jake, I was like, man, if we had a place to host it, I'd be all for it. But I want absolutely nothing to do with the planning part and doing what Ian did. That's just, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I don't know how he did it, man. So much stuff to get going. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I didn't even know how he did that. Like, and being a family man and having, like, a shit ton of chondros, it Mm -hmm. was like... How do you balance all of that stuff? Like that, well, that and he travels somebody to organize something like that. He travels so much for work yeah, too. Yeah, he travels I was for like, work My too. God, dude, how do you do it? You must get like three hours yeah. of sleep. Or he's a he's a cyborg. He is. Cyborg. He's, he's, a, a he's an android, dude. And his uh, family is androids as well. They're holograms. They're holograms. They it's don't. It's the really Matrix. Exist. That's what no. it is. Ian's yeah. one of those lizard people. Um, you all heard it here. He's he's the chosen one. Ian Bissell's a robot. He's the uh, Messiah. Because I messaged him like last yeah. week or the week before. I was like, man, when are you going to come on the Conjo cast? He's like, really? He's like, can you give me like some time off before I do that? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, I'm just I'm like, I'm just trying to plan ahead, man. Like, are you wanting to do it in like two months, yeah. like three years? When do you want, when do you want to do it? He's like, let's yeah. just give it some time. I was like, okay, buddy. I'm not gonna tell him. Like, you're not gonna bother me. Like, I get it. Like, he went on every freaking podcast possible to promote SECF, and yeah, he did. I do not and envy worked, him, man. I mean, they raised a lot of money. Like, yeah, it's freaking awesome. Killed it. Did so, really well. Oh, yeah. speaking of which, so like, how far are you from Mike? Oh, um. He lives in what Athens or some something like that. Not very uh, far. No, he's Less he's near Casey. Hours for sure. Yeah, he's near Casey. He's in Buford, or however you pronounce okay, it. Okay, Buford. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's not that far. I saw him at uh, Repticon yesterday. Um, because my dad wanted to go, so we all just went together. Um, it was really small. Um, but I was just kind of looking. I saw like two carpet pythons there. Mm-hmm. No chondros. I probably wouldn't buy any from there anyway. Yeah, you're rolling, you're rolling the dice with them. It was like, um, it was small. There wasn't really anything that caught my eye. Like, I was thinking maybe there would be an oddball cool thing that I'd want to get. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I saw um, there was this thing there called the red sky geckos or something like that it was like red sky geckos and they had some really really nice cresteds and they had some they had a lychee and some chihuahuas available maybe like one garg but they were the only table i was like uh fascinated with Uh um there there was some guy i saw there that um 
was vending at other Repticons, but he had like his license pulled or something like that to vend. Oh, shit. Um, because he, he got in trouble down in Florida. It was something on the news, like maybe a couple of years ago. Oh, was he it He had rants? like sea turtles and he's the dude with the tattoos and he had the weird poofy hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. like short on I, the yeah, side. I know who that joker was. Yeah. He had like Nile monitors. Yeah. And he had like a bunch of sea turtles he kept or some breaking shit. breaking the law in Florida, I, kept keeping stuff he wasn't supposed to have. Yeah. 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 I saw him at the show while I was standing on the balcony and I was kind of looking at just looking at the show waiting for my mm-hmm. dad to finish looking around and i saw that guy and i was like well i was like i know who that guy is um but i was kind of surprised to see him there yeah but those are, anyways those are the only two people i recognized at that show um, well if you're not too far from but, mike uh, like if you if you end up seeing mike anytime soon i won like five of like the display jars from Bassett in the auction. And I ended up winning four other ones while I was at carpet fest. I didn't realize I had won the other five until after we had already left. Otherwise I would have taken them with me, but I won the original four. I gave one to Steven Tyrell. I gave one to Dave Scheisterman. I gave one to Billy hunt. And then I kept one because I also won one of the nest boxes, which I have in my room, but I won these other five jars. And I told Mike Arnold, I was like, dude, I don't have anywhere to put them. If you know anybody up there who keeps condos, I would be interested in having one. Like, just strip flat out, give it to them. Because I literally don't know where to put these. So, if you're near Mike Arnold, I will tell him that if, if you see him, that you can either take them all or you can take one, whatever. But I have nowhere to put the damn things. Yeah, I mean. So. Share the wealth. Heck Yeah. Be like, this was an original display piece, guys. And somebody will be like, yeah, whatever. Like they're cool looking. But like they, they are, they're they'd, cool looking. They'd be man. neat if I had. They, if I did like educational talks or something on Green Trees somewhere in some other parallel universe yeah. or something, like they'd be nice for it. But I just I don't have anywhere to put five of these damn things. And I told Mike, didn't they like, have those? Yeah. I told I told I Mike say, I just I don't I don't. Like, I don't have anywhere to put them. Like, I won them, and I paid for them just to help the cause. Like, I don't literally, yeah. if you know Condro guys that want them, like, please give them to them, because I, I don't have anywhere to put them. Yeah. <clears throat> yep, yep. But what's your uh, what's your plan for Green Trees in the, f- in the future, in the coming years? Um, so for Green Trees, um... Like I said, I just, like, paired them up this year. Um, I only did the one pairing. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I uh, I want to get more chondros, um, but I want to buy them from, like, reputable people. Yeah. So uh, once you... I start um, making a little extra cash from the Crested uh-huh. and I have some money saved up, I, I'll start buying more enclosures because I always – had this vision of having one wall covered with uh freaking like pvc cages and mm-hmm. just like like ian has something that looked like yeah like ian's or like rico or something like that rico mm-hmm. had like 700 green trees or something like that um there was um even like emerald tree boas would be really cool i used to have a couple of emerald tree boas when i first moved out here mm-hmm. um but they ended up, they were imports and they had like parasites or something. Yeah. 
Um, but being new to the Emeralds, um, they actually ended up passing away. That sucks. Um, I I'd had like one that I bought eventually. with Kelsey. Yeah, I'd say definitely if you're going to get those, get like something captive. Uh, don't get imports because they, the ones I had like regurged like way too much, mm-hmm. and, and it was just like I felt so horrible. Yeah, that's not an so uncommon like, problem. Man, with it's those. like I'm doing everything. I was taking these animals to the vet, like to get like fecal samples, and it was like the vet never even got back to me before the animals died. Jeez. So it was like, you know, it was some because we don't have like really good reptile vets here in the Atlanta area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure down in Florida there's a shit ton of them, but here in Atlanta, like this rent, it's like Atlanta as a whole, like Metro Atlanta has a lot of stuff going on, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of nothing outside of that. Yeah, like in between yeah. to the next major city. So it's like, if you're really going to go to somebody that specializes in reptiles, like that I know of, you probably have to go down to like Florida or some other major city. There's, well, there's actually like a decent one. In yeah, there's a decent one in Savannah. Savannah. Oh yeah, I'll have to send you the link to them in case you ever need them. But they have, I've heard good things about okay. them, and they they specialize in exotics. Uh, okay. Yeah, they're in the Savannah area. They're not far from here. Knock on wood, nothing's happened right. in my converse, but, <laughs> um, you know, I'll definitely, I'll have to be taking the four-hour drive down to Savannah um, um, if anything was to happen. Now, backtracking a little bit, too, I wanted to ask, since you, when you changed from the Exos to the PVC setups, did you have a noticeable difference as far as the animals behavior-wise, um, like feeding, like was there a major, behavior- any major change? Uh, I think behavioral behavioral wise definitely because um, I had two uh, 36 by 18 by 36s mm-hmm. and I had one lo- I only had two perches in each one I did one lower and one higher up by the heat panel um, there was like the thermal gradient wasn't very different mm-hmm. um, it was like the females or now whoever was in the um, big exoterras Yep. They were um, always at the top. They would never come down. Um, so I think I was having some like issues with hydration and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. um, they didn't, they didn't want to venture. They didn't feel secure. I guess like venture venturing down to the bottom. Um, since it was like a bigger enclosure. Yep. Is just what I noticed. But then when I switch them to the PVC enclosures. Um, I barely have to mess them down. I maybe messed them like twice a week, maybe. Yeah, it's incredible Sometimes. how and how much like, humidity those things hold. Like it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, I never would have guessed. I put in a that, big water yeah. bowl, and I'm having full sheds. Yep. Like everybody's shedding like full sheds, and I'm like even in the um, I have one uh, vision cage that's like kind of an arboreal setup, mm-hmm. and I have two perches in there, and I keep my Aru male in there, and he has full sheds. And it's like, and there's like a decent, there's like the spot, like the old school spot where you put a heat lamp in there. Yep. And then there's the little vent on the back where you would like hook up a light or something like that. Um, and it's like, he does great in there too. So People um, underestimate the power of an oversized water bowl. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I just go to the dollar store and I get those big freaking plastic mm-hmm. um, dog water bowls. Yep. Those tan ones or whatever get, color they I get the to ones have. from Walmart. They're like the um, something rock brand. I forget. But 
Yeah, it's like they they work great. Yeah, I love them. Cool. Well, we're coming up on almost two hours, man. Yeah. I was thinking maybe it would go for like an hour and you'd probably be like, yeah, this guy. No. Is, <laughs> I don't want to talk to him. No, anymore. we usually keep him around an hour <laughs> like and a half or so, but we, you know, if they go under, they yeah. go over. No big deal. We don't, we're not super picky about it. But yeah. Where can the, uh, where can the people yeah, find man. you? Uh, Southern Arboreals on Facebook. Um, if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's Steve. I think it's underscore Southern underscore Arboreals. So. In the YouTube? Um, that's how you find me. In the YouTube, you can just tr- uh, type in Southern Arboreals and it'll pop up. You'll see it. It'll be a white emblem with a, like a black compass looking circle. And it says SA Southern Arboreals and a green lizard on it. So, awesome. Well, I'll definitely be paying attention Southern to Arboreals and you'll find me. Yeah, man. I'll definitely be paying attention to see if you get anything from that pairing. Um, everyone definitely sure. check them out. And good luck with them, man. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, thank you, man. Uh, it was an honor and a privilege, man. I I'm glad it. that uh, I was able to. I've, I've been wanting this, so uh, thanks for the opportunity. Absolutely. We'll have to get you on. A, we'll get you on THP sometime soon because we need like a gecko episode. Yeah, for sure, man. Gotta, Maybe we can talk happen. about um, herpin or something like that. Yeah, man. Like I, I could tell you a bunch of herpin stories on uh, on there. So you got to get down here and um, do some with us when it starts warming up fully, like regularly. For sure, man. Right Just now, let me right know. Now, I'll it can't be make there. up its mind. It wants to be eighty one day, and then it wants to be fifty eighth next. So. Yeah. True. <clears throat> but we'll make that happen, man. Uh, all right. Sounds good. Appreciate you coming on. We'll see you later. Yep. All right. Have a good one. Later.